0: hello guys um my name is eva and today I'm, I'm going to be telling my testimony about how jesus like gave me peace in my life and like carlos was saying um all like last semester we were talking about the fruits of the spirit and what exactly they are and um through that i was like reflecting through my life and i was thinking about well, how have i experienced god how have i experienced like the fruit of the spirit so i'm kind of going to go back into like my family and I kind of grew up in a little bit of a dysfunctional family. Like, my dad um, is Adventist, but my mom, like, grew up Catholic. But she, like, but she, when she came to America, she, like, kind of got introduced into Adventism. But it was kind of difficult for her, you know what I'm saying? And um, then, like, I was born, obviously. But um, uh, my, I just never really had a good relationship with my mom in particular. And um, as I grew up, it just seemed like she never really cared about me. And it was really difficult for me. And, um, but I was really close to my dad, um, a lot growing up. And, um, but eventually it got to the point where my mom wasn't treating me the best and she was, like, hurting me a lot. And it was very difficult for me because, like, it made me feel like a lot of, like, turmoil in my life. And I was like, how am I supposed to deal with this? So it was very hard for me to feel peace and at peace in my heart. And, um, I really wanted to... Kind of get away from that situation. So I decided, to like, oh, I want to go to Campion because I heard about it actually from Jessica when I was going to this church camp. So I was like, I want to go here. Like, that sounds like nice. So I can, like, experience something new, get away from, like, kind of my family life, like my home life. So then I started going to Campion. And even though I was, like, removed from that situation, it still really hurt. Like, a lot of the things that I went through really, like, hurt me. So it was very difficult for me to, like, you know, like, kind of function through my day to day life sometimes. And, um, but like flash forward, like I went through freshman year and then, um, I came back for my sophomore year and I was, you know, going to school, all this stuff. And then, um, Thanksgiving break came up. And then during this time, since it was like COVID and stuff, um, we had, we had this thing where it was from Thanksgiving break to like New Year's. So it was like this whole break. It was like a month and a half. So I was going home for that whole time. And, um, when I went home, my parents told me that, um, they were like, Getting divorced, and my dad was leaving, and that really, really hurt me because I've always, like, you know, I've always found comfort in my dad. I always felt like he understands me, he knows what I'm going through, and um, it was just really hard because I'm like, now my dad is leaving, and I'm have to be, I'm gonna have to be stuck with my mom, and I'm gonna have to live with her, and um, I was like, and I was thinking like, oh, how can you do this to me? I was thinking that to my dad. I was like, how can you leave me? How can you leave me with someone you know that's hurt me so much? And um, it was just really hard. And also I had a little brother. I, have, well, I still have him, but I have a little brother and he's four. And um, I was like, I can't just leave him alone at home. So I decided I'm gonna have to like leave Campion for the semester. And I was like, hopefully I can come back. Hopefully I can come back next year. That's what I was thinking. But I was like, if I can't, that's okay. So I was like, I need to like let go of like my life at Campion. And I need to stay home, because family is important. Even though like my family's breaking apart, I feel like it's important for me to be here, you know? And so, I decided to stay, which was really, really hard. Like it was one of the most difficult things I think I've ever experienced in my life, like having to be at home all the time. It like made me super depressed and anxious. I could barely leave the house. I could barely do anything. But through that, I don't know. Like when it was the hardest for me, I just kept hearing this voice. I kept hearing like the Holy Spirit and he kept reminding me that there is, like, peace in him. Even if I'm going through all these things, there is something I can find in him. And I found, like, peace with, like, the little things, like my little brother, like, taking care of him and watching him and, like, seeing, like, him grow and seeing his joy. Like, when, for example, I would take him, like, for walks or we'd go outside, and he'd be so excited just to see new things. So I found peace through that. And um, it was just a good reminder that no matter what I was going through, or no, how, no matter how large like, the situation was, God could handle it. God could, like, deal with that, and he could help me heal. And um, I don't know. I, I've i been able to see my dad, like, again. But I haven't seen him since August, but I've been able to see him and, like, interact with him again, and I really miss him. But um, I don't know. It's just, um, I don't know. I just feel like God really helped me find find healing and peace in a lot of ways, but, yeah, and, um, I was able to come back to Campion. It was very hard for a little bit, because my mom didn't really want me to come back. She was like, you should just stay at home, like, go to public school, but I, I could feel God calling me back, and I knew that if I came back, like, things would be different this time, and, um, basically, kind of, like, what I want to say is that even though you might be going through something hard, and things may seem hopeless, you can find peace in the storm, and eventually, like, the storm will go away, even though, like, You might still be, like, you know, in the water kind of type of thing. Like, things will calm down, and you'll continue moving on with life, even if there's something super difficult. And um, you'll just be super glad that you trusted God through the entire situation. Like, it's better to trust God than to, like, kind of ignore him. Like, it makes it more difficult. And um, I don't know. There's just been several times in my life I thought, like, I was hopeless, and I was trapped in a situation, and I let my anxiety take over to the point, like, I couldn't think rationally. But um, God always reminded me of the love he has for me and the peace I can find in him. So I think the the way I've been able to experience the fruit of the spirit the most is through finding peace, I was able to experience everything else. I was able to experience the goodness of God, the love of God, and, yeah, all that stuff. So that's pretty much all I have to share. But, yeah, thank you for listening. Okay.
1: Oh, okay. All right, my name is, hello, my name is EJ. My name is Izuchi, and we're just going to be talking about, uh, we're going to be reading a Bible verse and pretty much talking about what we got out of it. So the Bible verse is Second Peter 3, verse 9, and it says, where is it? The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So, my thoughts on this verse is, like, it tells me about God's character in a way. Like, we're all just so sick and tired and stressed. Like, you know, work, school, kids, basketball. <laughs> like, we're all just so tired. Like, we just want Jesus to come already and just go to heaven. But, like, for God, he is so patient that he's willing to wait for, like, he's not having his son come because he knows that more people can be saved. So, Therefore, that just, made, that just shows that God's amazing, because he's willing to wait for more people to be saved, whether it's one or two people. And that's my thoughts on this verse. Yeah. Uh, I, as EJ was saying, uh, God needs to be patient with us, because some people, you know, they still need to find Jesus. And as a little kid, I was one of those people, because I'll get in trouble almost every single day, like, the first day of school, like my first ever day of school, we had these things called sentences to where if you get in trouble, you have to like write down a phrase or something. On my first day, I got those. And it was just, you know, like almost every single day I'd get in trouble. But even then, God was still patient with me, my teacher was, and my parents are, and that kind of helped me today. And, but through God's patience, we also see His grace, because he doesn't have to be patient with us. We don't deserve his patience because we're sinners, but he still waits on us. And through that, I've also learned to be patient. So, whatever, like, he, however bad you mess up, just know God's still waiting for you. Just open yourself up to him.
2: Good morning. Uh, happy Sabbath. Um, my name is Sean and, uh, I have a little bit of a testimony to share with you guys. So, um, oh, in case you didn't know, by the way, the name SWAT, which is our team name, it's not, it's not there just to be like, oh, it's a SWAT team, right? Um, no, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. Right. Um, it, it's an, it's an acronym. It stands for, um, students with a testimony. So. That's why um we're up here today. We go to different churches, like Carlos said, and you know, we share um we share our talents or else we don't, you know, it's somewhat of a shame. But anyway. Um so my testimony um begins when um well it begins growing up. So growing up, um I had I still have two very very loving parents i loved them to death and i wouldn't have it any other way um so growing up um i was an only child i still am <laughs> growing up um i was by myself i went to a very very small church and like every kid um every kid at that church was, there was like i don't know like seven kids at that church we all knew each other we were all friends and you know Everything was great, Um, but yeah, I was a very, I was a very, what can you say, lonely kid, I guess. Or I'd never, I'd never like, you know, had to kind of, you know, put myself out there. I was just, I always kind of like kept to myself. Um, On top of that, growing up for, I think it was like seven years, seven, eight years. Yeah, seven years, I was homeschooled. So I'm an only child. Um, I was homeschooled, and every single day I'd wake up and basically teach myself school. So, sorry, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. So, but um, yeah, that was that was my life um, growing up for about until I was 12, and um, I turned 13, and I and I was like, you know, great, finally feels good to be a teenager, all that. And I was like, you know what, and this is this is like 2019, this is like, you know, this is where I started, like, you know, I was like, life was starting to get good, you know, I'm getting a little bit older, my parents are starting to let, to let me do stuff. And I was like, you know what, this year is great. This year is probably the best year of my life. And, you know, there's there's no way there's no way it couldn't, like, you know, there's no way it could, like, fall off or anything like that. And so twenty nineteen comes around, turn thirteen. I start going to school. I go to an avenues like an Adventist school for the first time. It's a very small school. It only had like fifty kids in it. And so I start going to school. I'm I walk into school as it's like at this point I'm just like, I don't know. I haven't really like interacted like Kind of like interacted like with other kids I've never been like like everybody at that church was like nice they weren't like like mean or anything like that, and at this school, I show up to this school and first couple first couple of weeks were great but um I show up to this school and these kids at first treat me great, but then I don't know all of a sudden, all of a sudden it became it became different um like you know there's always that there's always that bully there's always that one kid and you know i let this kind of kid get in my head right i was like this kid's annoying and at this point i've never really dealt with anything like that before so i was like oh this kid's annoying and i began to lose confidence i began to like i began to like you know like doubt myself like basically every single time i would like walk into a room or thing or anything like that that had that was like full of people. So I um I began to have problems with this kid, and I was like, you know, what? this year this year really isn't so great, you know. Um, I began to have problems with this kid throughout the school year. I was like, I would like walk every single day. Um, I would like leave school. I would I would like be like, this day is probably like the worst day of my life. And then I would leave school the next day. I was like, this day is the worst day of my life. And so that that became my life for around like seven, eight months. Um I had some friends that went to that school that were from my church. And I was like, you know what? I'll rely on them. You know, I'll get to know them a little bit more. I'll start to, you know, I'll start to hang out with them. I'll start to rely on them for homework whenever I need help, because nobody else is helping me, right? And so, this is, I was like, this, they're all I have, so I'll just trust that, you know, I can put my full faith on them. Because, you know, I've known them my whole life. What could possibly go wrong? And so, um, I am trying, I'm really trying my hardest to make it through school. And at this point, like, I hate life. This is like January, February of, I think it was like 2020. And at this point, I'm like, I hate life. Life sucks. And I was like, I'm, I'm like, I used to be this happy kid, like not six months ago, and now like I leave school like, like very very angry. Like I'm not like I, like I started like lashing out at people like every single day because I, I wasn't I wasn't happy. I was just this very like, kind of like, I was just like, what's going on, you know? And so. I, um, I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll try to see like how I can like, you know, improve my life a little bit, you know, maybe focus on a couple different things, whatever. And of course I have my friends to back me up. The ones I've known all my life come March, my parents get a phone call and it's from the parents of one of these kids because in our church there's like five families like there's a family that has like three kids, like family with two kids, one family, one kid and so one of the parents um of these kids they call me or they call my they call my parents and like, hey, um we need to talk apparently, Sean has you know he's kind of messed up and is kind of serious, you know he hasn't committed a crime or anything like that, but you know it's it's bad. And my my parents, obviously, like... Growing up, I, like, we've always trust, trusted each other, like, me and my parents. Like, we're very, like... We're, like, a tight-knit family. And um. I... Um, my parents were very surprised to hear this. They were, like, what's going on? They told me about it. I was, like, I don't know what's going on either. And on top of all this stress from school and whatnot, I was, like like what what what's happening here? like I didn't know what was happening. I was like, and like with this family, like of course, we were all friends and all that stuff, but with this particular family was like there was there was something off about them i don't I don't know, I just had this gut feeling, and so um they're like, okay, uh we're gonna have we're gonna have this meeting where we can talk about it because it's not just our family, it's the two other families as well that want to talk talk about it. And first of all, my, me and my parents' initial reaction was like, okay, I mean, like, are they talking about us? Are they, like, it's just like, you know, are they talking about us behind our back, basically? And so, it was a Saturday, it was a Sabbath night. Um, we get to, we get to this, like, meeting. It's like, they've, like, they have these, like, chairs in the front of the church. And um, there's, like, chairs, like... I don't know, it's kind of like in a circle, and then they have like a chair in the middle. And so, um, we get to the church, they're all sitting down, they're waiting for us. And um, like I had this really, really bad feeling, like walking into the church. I was like, oh, this is not going to go well. So I get to the church, everybody sits down, and they're like, all right, Sean, just sit in the middle. I was like, okay. I sit down in the middle. I'm like, all right, let's pray before we start. We prayed. First thing they say out of prayer is, Okay, Sean, let's let's talk about who you are as a person. And I was like, okay. Started off with that, and for two hours they um basically tried to break apart and tear down my reputation in front of my own parents. And so for two hours they they called me. They were like, Sean's a very, very disrespectful kid. He is a kid that doesn't give any respect to adults whatsoever. And he's been a big problem for us. And I was like, okay. And these families, they're leaders. They're, <laughs> they're people in Pathfinders that are like, they lead out, they help. And their kids are in Pathfinders too. And I was like, what is happening? Two hours goes by, they start talking about how, like, just, they say some of the worst things possible. And so, at this point, like, it's like the end of the meeting, I'm crying. My parents have this very, like, worried and stressed and anxious looks, like, look on their faces. Like, they don't know what's going on either. And so, we get home, and... We, we set our stuff down. We go to the couch. All of us just sit down. Me, my mom, and dad. We just sit down. Silence. I look over and I just see. Um, I see my mom crying. I was like, "This never happens." My mom. My mom is a very, very strong person. Like she. She will like she will bring you through. Like she has brought me through some of my like growing up, before this point. Like she has brought me through like some of the most difficult times in my life. She's like, you know, don't worry. It'll be okay. She's been a very, very strong person. When I looked over and I saw my mom crying, I was like, oh no, 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 no. This is, this is, this is bad. I look over, I see her crying. I never want to see her cry like that again. You never want to see your mom cry. And so I look over and she's like, Sean, did you really do all that stuff? I was like, I don't have any idea what they're talking about. I have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. And like, Growing up, I was like, you know, like I said earlier, we had a, I had a very tight knit relationship with my parents, and so, growing, like, with this happening, I'll, my parents were like, "What, what's happening?" I was like, "I don't know," and basically, um, they, these people, tried to like redefine me, I guess, and my parents caught, like, they they were obviously there for it. And so after this, it it was essentially like verbal abuse in front of my own parents. So a week after this COVID hit. And so I'm stuck at home. Of course, you know, school's closed. Um, I'm stuck at home and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I've always tried to be a good kid. Like I've always like, like, been there with my parents like my parents know me they know who i am i've always tried to be like a good kid you know try to help out here and there like when i do all this stuff am i this good kid am i this bad kid that they say that i am or i I was really questioning who i was and so i didn't go back to school um i didn't go back to school that next year and i think that was like another reason why because, like, because of school, I was, like, lashing out, and I was a little angry because of the stuff that was happening at school. Next year, I didn't go back to school because of COVID, and then, you know, we were just thinking, you know, maybe that's not the best thing to do. Didn't go back to school, so I spent a year at home um, doing another year of homeschool. And at this point, when you've done seven years of homeschool, you hate it. It's not fun. You um, you get you, every, single t- every single day you wake up to do homeschool, it's like, eh. Is not it? you're burned out sat at home for a year trying to trying to do like school and make that happen and so this whole year I'm thinking to myself like who am I what like am I like what they say I am you know who am I as a person and like what can I do like to change like some of the perceptions that I have about myself as well because at this point my confidence is torn Everything about me is just kind of like falling apart. I sit at home for a year, and at this point, we're thinking, you know, what do we do for school? Because high school where we live, there's no academies, there's no, um, there's no like K through 12 or like nine through 12 schools or like SDA schools where we live. And so we're thinking, okay, so what do we do for school? At least that's what like. My parents are thinking, like, what do we do for this kid for school? Do we send them, do we move? Do we send them to potentially boarding school? And so we explored that option. We thought about like boarding school and whatnot. We called a ton of different places. Um, we started looking, we s- started looking like um, in different parts of the country. Um, my parents called, I think, maybe like nine, 10 different schools, Campion was the only one that that um that called us back Jessica was the only one that called us back and so um we th- started like breaking down the application process we started um we started like figuring out a way to like okay when are we going to tour the school cuz I live in Texas and it's like okay when are we going to fly out when are we going to tour the school fly back home see what we think about it we flew out here April 2021 and i walked on the campus a campus i was like these people are actually nice you know compared to my old school like they're they're really genuinely like nice people like i went into like one class they all came up to me they're like hey are you a new kid i'm like no not yet i don't think we walk into i walk into class they all come up to me so they're, they're like you're planning to come next year i'm like I mean I'm trying. I, prob- I probably will end up here though. And they're like, great, fantastic. We'll see you around. Because everybody at Campion's busy. You always have stuff that's going on. I loved the school the minute I first like stepped on out on campus and I I prayed. I was like, Lord, if I'm supposed to go here, if this is the place where I can learn to be, um learn to be a stronger person and learn how to like grow and like in like many different areas of my life, please like just give me something. You know, it's kind of like um I forget his name, but it's like kind of like the, like the the sheep's wool where he like sets it on the ground, and then it gets wet and dry and that whole story. I was like, give me a sign, Lord. And so, I um, we're we're in the airport. I'm pretty sure, on our way flying back home. It's been like five days that we stayed up here, in Colorado,
3: <laughs>
2: and we're in the airport. We get to the gate, and. We we get our stuff, set our stuff down, and we're like, okay, the gates right here, and then they have like the seats right here that are like close to the um the treadmill. And so we set our stuff down, and I go to sit down at the seat behind me, and it's I look down, and it's like it's a glow track. I was like, interesting. <laughs> what is that doing here? And not like 10 minutes, like maybe like 20 minutes. I was I was just thinking to myself, I was like, Lord, give me something. I look down. And it's just a glow track. I was like, is this, is this the sign, you know? And then I started thinking, I was like, you know what, Lord, I'll try this place out. You know, it seems interesting. It seems cool. I'll try this place out. I get to Campion in August, um, and the rest is history. Um, <laughs> I feel like I've grown a lot in my faith in God and definitely other areas of my life. I, f- I feel like a stronger person. I feel like, um, excuse me. I feel like, in a lot of the different areas of my life, I feel like, um, through God, I've developed um, into a better person. And here at Campion, I have really great friends that um, that I look up to and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, that's my testimony. Uh, I thank God that I, um, I'm here every day and I have this opportunity to, um, you know, be amongst friends. So, thank you.
4: Okay, I'm a little bit nervous. It's okay. Um, So, my name is Tiffany, and I'm going to be sharing a poem and a thought. But first, I want to just share the background of how uh, um, this came up. Sometime this week, I was in my room, and it was a bad day. day. It was actually Thursday. And I was just, like, I felt so alone, and I was crying. And I was just, like, exhausted from everything. And... um, it was kind of one of those moments where like a small thing happens that just causes you to have like this huge reaction. And it's like, for example, let's say you're in class and like you drop your pencil and you start crying. And someone's like, you really start crying because you dropped your pencil and you're like, no, because that's not the reason why it's just like a buildup. So mine was my phone had gone off, like it died. And I was watching a movie, just to distract myself from my feelings. (laughs) So I just had this whole like breakdown. And one of my friends, like right when it started, one of my friends just came into my room and she was like, hey, Tiffany. She's like, what's wrong? And I was like, oh, nothing, nothing's going on. And then um, she was like, tell me about it. And I was like, I'm okay, I'm fine. And she was like, okay, it's okay if you don't wanna talk about it. And so, She asked, like, do you have, like, some pants I could borrow? And I was like, I knew it. Like, no one ever comes in to check on me. They always just want stuff from me. And then, like, after she left, it just, like, all the more made me, like, disappointed and just, like, overwhelmed. Because I struggled so much with, like, my relationships with people and knowing, like, who actually cares about me or if people just want to use me or something like that. So I just... I really just started crying and I had all these thoughts in my head and it's like, you're literally the worst. You haven't gotten anything done. Your ACTs are on Sunday. You told your mom you were going to study. You did not study. And like just all these negative thoughts. And I was just like so overwhelmed. And by this time, I think my phone had like charged just enough for me to turn it on. And so I was like, I really don't want to feel this right now. So I'm going to grab my phone and just like go on Instagram or something. And when I opened it, the first post was, um, it was a quote and it said, you are made to be with him, not to strive for the world's approval. And I read it like five times and I was like, God, (laughs) your timing. That's like so cool. And so I just, I just wanted to hear so much more from God because like If anything, he's the one who can help my situation. And so I opened my Bible and I just looked up any like random devotional because I wanted anything. And when I opened the devotional, it was the first thing was a prayer. And as I read this prayer, I realized like my poem could come from this. And so I'm going to read that to you. But when I stand here, it's the prayer. And when I stand here, it's my thoughts as I read the prayer. So it starts. Heavenly Father, thank you that through your Son I have peace with you. What peace? And you have given me access by faith to your grace. Thanks for your grace, because I'm the worst. Thank you that because you love me so deeply, I can trust you with my life. But it's still falling apart in your hands. Even when I'm experiencing pain and suffering, I can have confidence in your goodness and mercy. This feeling is the worst. Use this time to show me more of your love and increase my faith in you. I have very little left, very little faith left. Open my eyes to see more of your goodness, any of your goodness. I see none. Teach me what it means to rejoice in glory and suffering. As Jesus did. How did he do it? Because I need to know. I love you. Still. I still love you. And then I realized sometimes it's hard to tell if God really is with you when you're going through hard things. And in all the peace and goodness and all these things that I was hearing in this prayer, I was like, God, where is my peace and my confidence in all these things like i think of all the possible verses like jeremiah 29 11, or joshua 1 9 that tell us that to be strong and courageous that god has a plan for us but i just can't seem to see it and um i speak to god with all this bitterness but somehow every time i walk into god's presence with anger and frustration i never walk out with those feelings and i couldn't help but notice that In the center of this prayer, it talked about God's goodness, and I realized that the prayer where it said, even when I experience pain and suffering, I can still have confidence in your goodness. I thought, goodness is there in the negative. Goodness is there when we cannot see. Goodness is there when we cannot feel it, and goodness is there when we are weak. Goodness is there when we are positive. Goodness is there when we can see. Goodness is there when we can feel it, and goodness is there when we are strong. So God, yes, even when I'm experiencing pain and suffering, I can have confidence in your goodness and mercy. Thank you.
5: Happy So my name is Pedro. I am uh, talking about um, God's love. Today I, I will sing a special song. It's called Goodness of God and it goes like this.
3: Happy Sabbath. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna be straight up honest with you guys. I am very nervous about this because I don't like talking about my past. Um my name is Carlos Lopez. Uh, I go to Cambian, of course. And I'm gonna be telling my testimony about the time where I was suicidal for most of my most of that year, actually. Um it was actually this summer where it got really bad. Uh, I lost two of my closest friends due to gang violence back at home, and honestly, they shouldn 't have been the ones to be gone. They were straight A students. they were on honor roll all the time, and it low-key, I was looking kind of jealous about that. I was like, man, it must be nice being that smart." Um, they had their whole lives planned ahead of them and everything. And they're just honestly generally good people. They offer to help at church all the time. They never, they never gave up on me, especially on the times where I'd start using drugs and start doing things. They're the reasons why I stopped with all that. They're the reasons why they gave me a reason to live. And as soon as they left, I didn't see a reason anymore. And I I was at home alone one time. Not a good idea because, well, my parents knew, or at least my mom knew I wasn't in the right spot. And I found the opportunity to take a bunch of uh, Tylenol from the cabinet and just drink it all. And thankfully, my brother came to check up on me. And he, he saw the bottle. It was a brand new bottle. Half of it was gone. And the first thing he did was rush me to the hospital. He didn't think twice. All he, know, all he knew, what he told me that time was, he was glad he made it on time before it got bad. And well, they made me throw up a lot. It was, it was terrible, hated it, never doing that again. Um, and after that, I felt lost for the longest time. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where I was gonna go. I didn't even know if I was gonna come back to Campion because of that. But thankfully, my dad knew that if I stayed home, it would've probably been worse. And thankfully, I have a good, good role model here, um, Carlos. He, I could talk to him about anything and This December, I stayed with him in break, and it was probably the best thing for me because I gotta learn so much about myself. I learned that, man, I love kids, even though they're a pain sometimes. That's true, but, and then I gotta learn that family's the most important thing in your life, and you can't change that. They're gonna do stuff for you that you would even do for them sometimes. And I, I felt so welcomed when I stayed with Carlos. I felt like I was actually a part of that family. Like, everyone was like, oh, Mr. Lopez. I was like, oh, okay, because it's confusing having two Carloses in the same house. It is very annoying. Um. And I I feel like God gave me these challenges in my life so I could tell other people that life will get hard, but don't give up just yet. Keep trying for one more day. And that's the same mentality that you should have every day. It's like, just one more day. I'll give it one more shot. And. Thankfully, I've been able to push myself with that. I have friends that push me with that. And man, they're annoying with it, too, especially when it comes to school. They know I don't, I don't like school, but they're like, nah, man, you got to do your homework. I was just like, but like that show, though. He's like, no, homework. I'm just, ah, I guess. And it's, it's OK to not be OK. And you just have to find that person that will that you trust. And if you can't find that person, we all have one person we can trust, which is God. And prayer helps. Honestly, music helps me a lot too, writing it or just listening to it. And it might not seem that God's love is there at that time, but that's at the time where it's mostly, it's all surrounding you. His presence will always be there, and it won't leave you unless you push him away. And don't do the same mistake I did. Just open up your heart a little bit, and he will do the rest. And yeah, that's all I have to say. Thank you.
6: My name is Julia, and today I will say I experience it with God's true joy with my life. So if I have to define my story with only one word, it would be love. When I was five years old, my parents divorced, and the first example of love that I see was my dad fighting for his marriage, but it didn't work. It. After that, I lived with my dad for three years but I need to stay with, but I need to start on the therapy. Um, I could. A uh, curious about me, it is that I hate saying my problems to the people around me because I don't want to be, I don't want to make them worried. And I started a you dinner know, phase. My dad seen this, did everything possible to help me at this time. He turned into my best friend, And I remember that I feel the necessity to stay with him. Over the years, me and my dad have been traveling around our country. We visited 15 states of Brazil. And these travels make me fall in love with the idea of visiting the world. Um, And one thing about this travel was different. My dad always say, like, we need to bring our family here. My family is always together in the good and bad times. My dad showed me the love of having a family, giving the real value for the simple things in life and God's joy. He lost his dad when he he was 24 years old, but he always talking about his father with a smile on his face and how God transformed the life of the family. After my dad married again and was really happy, and I was really happy for him, he decided to buy a land and buy a house. And on his birthday in 2021, he told me, next year we will have a big party for my birthday in the new house. Three days later, he started to be sick. He had COVID. And one week later, he passed away. My world was collapsed. I spent the days and I asking God for a reason. I prayed to God to take me in my father's place. And since so I was a kid, I have a good relationship with God. And in this time, my mom always said to me, come back to the, your relationship with God. You need to be, stay with him. And was when I realized the love of Jesus with me. Jesus loved me and you so much that he died in our place to give us eternal life. My father was a man of God and taught about the love of God everywhere he passed by. My mission is spread God's word to the people like he did. And the best way that I can do this is telling my father's story and my own story. My hope is to meet me I Father, again when Jesus returns.